Have you ever wondered how wonderful your life could be if you were a published author? Can you imagine the impact your message and your voice can have if you were able to reach tens of thousands of people? Have you considered how easy it can be to take the first step on that path to becoming an author? Well, we'll tackle this in part two of this two-part session entitled, So You Want to Be an Author. Up next. You're listening to the Berkeley Life Biz Podcast with Vaughn Berkeley. Hello and welcome to another exciting, mind-altering, contrarian podcast with your host Vaughn Berkeley. I'm an author, speaker, gangster gardener, president of CM Berkeley Media Group and co-publisher of a Canadian holistic lifestyle magazine. I'm passionate about helping empower people through life skills and contrarian knowledge. In this second part of the two-part series, we're going to discuss the tools that you need to have in order to become an author. Now, before we get into this, I'll just do a quick recap of what we covered in the first session. And we covered the mind shift aspect of becoming an author. We looked at three critical questions that you need to ask yourself about what might be holding you back from being the author you were meant to be. We also discussed three foundational principles that you can apply to help create the mindset that you would like in order to be an author. After the break, we'll come back and we'll dive right into the tools that you need to help you be an author. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. With this, you can earn a higher salary, easily win new business, and be respected in your field. It's called authority. And there are two ways to achieve it. One is by working in your industry for years, even decades, hoping to get noticed while trying to stay ahead of the competition. The other takes less time, effort, and stress. A 90-day journey is where your authority starts. To learn more, visit cmberkeleymediagroup.com forward slash write your book in 90 days. Hi, Vaughn here, and I wanted to take a moment to let you know about an exciting and awesome interview we have coming up at the end of this month. This author wrote a book that is so beneficial for women to read. But not only that, men who read the book can also benefit in deeper relationships with the women around them. In fact, I'm just so amazed, I'll let this wonderful author say a few words for you right now. Hello, I am Betty Lenora, author of Sacred Women Behind Bars, and you can listen to my interview on Berkeley Life Biz Podcast.
and we're back. So let's start off by looking at the tools that you need in order to become an author. Now, if you've already listened to session one with the mind shift that you need to make, it's awesome. We can pick up right now. If you haven't, I'd suggest you go back right now, listen to episode one, and then once you've understood that concept and that material, you can dive right into this episode, session two. However, if you're already in the mindset that you're an author and you're ready to go, then we'll just focus on the tools right now for you, which is what you need with this episode two. So the first tool in the arsenal of an amazing author is the environment. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is you have to create around you and within you an environment that is conducive to writing. Now consider this. You always had being promoted in the media, I guess, in the medium of television or movies, the concept of an author somewhere in the south of France sitting at a nice cafe looking out and writing their work. A little bit romanticized, if you will. But what is that showing? The environment for the author is one that helps them to feel at ease and to be able to write, to pour out their message. So if you're right now, presently, in your current situation, let's say you work during the day and you get home and you want to do some writing and you go to sit down in a room in your house, let's call it your study, and you go to sit down, but your study is filled with clutter, it's a mess, and you look around it and you feel stressed because you think, oh, this mess needs to clean or something like that. Unless you're writing a book about an otter building a dam or you're writing a book about chickens in a hay um, creating their nest or something that is uh, linked to clutter, where you are is not conducive to your writing. That clutter is not conducive. So what do you need to do? You have to change that environment. You have to either clean the clutter and create a nice working space, maybe put a nice flower in a little vase, something there, or you've got to go to a different place instead of working in your study, which is a mess. Maybe you have to go to the library and sit down and write in there. You've got to create the environment that is conducive. Now, that said, maybe you're the kind of person that doesn't want to write indoors. You may not want to sit in your study if it's clean. You may not want to sit in the library. Maybe you feel more inspired if you're out hiking or you're out at the beach sitting down or you're camping and it's you're in nature and it, it, it fills you with inspiration. Well, if that's the case, you need to create more opportunities like that where you can have the flow of your book, but You may not be able to go to the beach every day. You may not be able to go camping in the woods every day. So what you've got to do is you've got to use the time you have in those environments to create a master framework, to create what you will work on when you come away from there 
So it's all basically planned out in that optimum environment. And when you step away from it, you just continue on in the other environments. So that is key. An environment that is conducive to your writing is fundamental to you being the best author that you need to be. And if that is one of your aspirations, if you want to get your message out, you've got to create that environment that makes the most sense in order to make you feel at ease, to feel comfortable, to feel calm, relaxed, mindful, to put you in the present moment in order to share your message. Okay, environment number one. We'll take a brief break and be right back. Have you checked out Canada's hottest magazine for those interested in the plant-based diet and lifestyle? It stands out from all the others in Toronto. Filled with heart, every author is handpicked for that specific issue. Started by Jenny Berkeley, a nurse of over 24 years, a certified holistic nutritionist, a best-selling author of five books, the magazine is the source for plant-based living. Before you rush off to eternitywatchmagazine.com, listen to these reader testimonials. I really enjoy your magazine. Of all the free magazines that are on the market, I find by far yours is the best. It's superior um, reporting, and it's, it's just very good. About a year ago, I picked up this magazine from a Buddha um, cafe at St. Lawrence Market. I was sort of on the journey, and I'm curious about you know, going vegan and maybe, um, eliminating animal products in my life. But um, it was really when, um, when I picked up this magazine, I found out more about Safe, and I connected with other vegans, and also had the chance to attend vigils and learn more about um, the benefits, about the different benefits um, of going vegan, and also um, the suffering of the animals and the treatment of animals. And all that. Our factory farms is a lot of help that really solidified uh, my journey and also um, made me realize that that was the right decision and I felt more, a lot more confident in um, going vegan and I'm to look back. It's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Grab your copy of Eternity Watch on the iTunes iPad store or at www.eternitywatchmagazine.com. You are listening to the Berkeley Life Biz podcast and we're back so we covered the environment you need to create in order to be that optimum high-performing author that you want to be the second tool in your arsenal is the use of writing prompts and what do i mean by that well think about this can you imagine or can you picture, have you seen or heard of a time when either you or somebody, an author that you might have known just sat in front of their computer or in front of their typewriter or in front of their notebook and they just couldn't figure out what to write. They just sat there looking at the keyboard, looking at the keys, looking at the pad and the blank paper and Nothing came. No, nothing was flowing. Even though the environment should have been ideal to create that flow, nothing was happening. So, even if you're in the right environment, the use of writing prompts can help you 
to flow the inspiration. So, sounds good, right? Let me ask you, think about this for a second. If a writing prompt is so fundamental, why aren't you using it? Could it be that you don't know how to use a writing prompt? And maybe you don't know what are your writing prompts? Because it may be different for different people depending on their type of personality. Now, let's go back to our uh, scenario where someone is sitting in front of the computer or in front of the keyboard or in front of the blank sheet of paper, and they're just staring at it. So what do you do? How do you get ideas to flow? Because it's a nice environment. Yeah. For example, I would uh, let's, let's create an imaginary. We're sitting down in front of a nice uh, study, and we're looking out the huge window out onto a beautiful field that's blooming with some flowers. And it's an awesome sight to behold. And you... And you're breathing in the air and and you feel so relaxed and you're sitting down ready to write. And you think and you look and it's blank and there's nothing but outside is beautiful and there's nothing and it's so beautiful and there's nothing. And then you say, okay, how do we move forward from that? So here's what you do. You've got to give yourself a writing prompt. Now, if you're writing a... It, it, writing prompts uh, may be different for fiction or non-fiction. And you will need to tweak it however is most appropriate for you. Let's say you're writing uh, a guidebook on helping people make a widget. Let's say you're writing a guidebook on how to make a widget. And you're looking at your blank sheet of paper. And you know you finish, you've recently finished the chapter on how to draw the specs for the widget. So your next logical point should be, you've drawn it, how to take that drawing and convert it into a model. But before you can get to building the model, there's a prototyping stage in between because you will make mistakes. So you start off and you write on your sheet of paper, prototype as the heading. And you look at that word. And you begin to think, okay, prototype, what comes? Okay, um, first look at the drawing, then move on to the measurements in the drawing. And then you begin to answer questions. What comes next? So you ask yourself the question, prototyping, what is it about? You ask yourself, what comes next? When you write something, what comes next? And you write something, what comes next? And that way, you get your mind answering that question and the answers to that question, you write it down in your paper, in your book. And so what you're doing is you're prompting yourself each time. Rather than sitting down and waiting for something to flow, you can prompt yourself to answer the question, what comes next? And you do that and you keep writing until you've exhausted that pattern of thinking in that specific chapter or that theme or that segment, once you've done that, you can go on now to stop, rest, and continue on. If you're doing fiction, it may be a little bit different because you, you can't exactly say what comes next unless you're writing um, some scene in the story 
But in the scene, there's elements of the scene before the action actually takes place in the scene. A different question you might ask yourself is, what's happening in the scene? And what's happening next? What's happening in the scene? Or what is in the scene? And what's, hap and what's coming up? And you keep going back and forth like that until you get the answers that your mind will respond to and give you in order to create that story that you want to create. So this is a tool number two, writing prompts. Okay, you've got to have that for yourself. Use it to get that inspiration flowing for your book because the message is really part of you, right? A book is an extension of who you are. The message in the book is an extension of your message. It's your voice speaking. Your passion is magnified through your book. But sometimes you need somebody to ask you the question so that you can respond to it with an answer. And then that becomes your book. So ask yourself these things when you're working. You can write it. We'll take a brief break and we'll be right back. Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author, and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and met a head of state. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http colon slash slash www.eatingforeternity.org slash working dash with dash Jenny. With this, you can earn a higher salary, easily win new business, and be respected in your field. It's called authority, and there are two ways to achieve it. One is by working in your industry for years, even decades, hoping to get noticed while trying to stay ahead of the competition. The other takes less time, effort, and stress. A 90-day journey is where your authority starts. To learn more, visit cmberkeleymediagroup.com forward slash write your book in 90 days. You are listening to the Berkeley Life Biz Podcast. Welcome back. So we just covered the environment and writing prompts. Now we're going to tool number three. In your arsenal and that is an accountability buddy and what do I mean by that think about kindergarten little kids when they're going on a little field trip to a park or a museum or, or somewhere they you, you I'm sure you've seen them at some point somewhere even if they're not your own kids right you've seen them walking two by two in a line and they're often holding each other's hands the a partner or holding on to a string that's running in between them. And it's kind of cute and funny and all these sorts of things, right? There's little munchkins sort of just walking. But here's the thing. They each have a buddy. They each, they're paired up so that they know their buddy is supposed to be with them at all times. And if one person is missing their buddy, they immediately tell the teacher, um, miss teacher, I'm, I've lost my buddy. 
or Mr. Teacher, I've lost my buddy, right? And then the teacher is immediately alerted to that. So that's at the point where it is happening, they can get a fast response, quick alert, right? With an accountability buddy in writing, what you're seeking to do is have either a friend or a group of friends help you report back on what you're doing. So when you seem lost in the swamp of unproductivity, the swamp of being not productive, your accountability buddies will toss you a line and pull you back into where you can be productive because you're going to have to speak to them and you're either going to speak to them with pride or with shame. Pride that you've achieved something or shame that you have not. And it helps you to move forward. An accountability buddy. And it can be a group or it can be an individual or it can be several individuals. It can be a coach that is working with you and helping moving you along. So a writing coach, right? Or a life coach that is helping you. It could be a group where you have a mastermind group or you have um, a special interest group, a, a, a group that is aligned with your passion. So if your passion is knitting and you have a knitting group, your knitting group can ask you, what are you doing with your book? How is it coming along? Did you write a chapter today? Stuff like they can ask you questions that you would either respond with shame or with pride. Working with an accountability group can help you really move forward quickly in your work. Now, here's a story, a, a real story about how this works. There's an author that we interviewed and he is based in the UK. His interview will be released in about a month. He has spoken about the tremendous benefit he got from a writing group that he was a part of because he had the opportunity to tell them this was his goal. He wanted to write this amount. And when he went back to them to report on it, he would find that he would enjoy reporting good news. So he actually did his writing. And this is the thing about an accountability group you need to have in there as well. Make sure that it is frequent meetings of you and your accountability buddy or your group. It cannot be once a year or twice a year or once a quarter. It has to be more frequent if you want to get work done on your project. But not too frequent that it is frustrating. So I would say maybe twice a month you know, uh, fortnightly, once every two weeks, or monthly. That's a schedule that will help really move your book so you have milestones at each month. We'll take a brief break and be right back. Hi, Vaughn here, and I wanted to take a moment to let you know about an exciting and awesome interview we have coming up at the end of this month. This author wrote a book that is so beneficial for women to read. But not only that, men who read the book can also benefit in deeper relationships with the women around them. In fact, I'm just so amazed, I'll let this wonderful author say a few words for you right now. Hello, 
I am Betty Lenora, author of Sacred Women Behind Bars, and you can listen to my interview on Berkeley Life Good Podcast. Want a highly qualified medical professional, best-selling author, and magazine publisher as your personal health and wellness coach? This exclusive opportunity is only for highly motivated, success-driven individuals. Jenny Berkeley's been on TV, radio, and met a head of state. She's very selective of her clients. To complete an application for consideration, go to http colon slash slash www.eatingforeternity.org slash working dash with dash Jenny. And welcome back. Now, we're down to, so we've covered the environment. We've covered writing prompts in your environment. We've covered the in, the accountability buddy. The last tool for your toolkit that I have for you today is really a bonus item that I decided to throw in there. Cause I like to, I like the format of three points, but I said, yeah. This one is really good. I just had to throw this in for you. So get ready for it. If you have a pen and paper, you write it somewhere. You put it down. You get ready. If you're driving, stop the car and uh, pull over and get ready to write this point down. Okay. Because this can help you really push your writing forward. And what it is, is C-A-S-H. Got it? C-A-S-H. Cash. I know you're saying, well, what madness is this? I made you pull over on the side of the road to tell you cash. Uh, you know, I made you stop everything and drop everything to listen to cash. What do I mean by cash? Well, you know, if you want to change your habit, if you want to do things, nothing is a greater motivator than money. Okay? Think about it. You get up in the morning, you go to work for a boss you don't like, doing a job you don't like, because at the end of that pay period, you get money. Money is a great motivator. So why not use it to help you write? Well, now you say, oh, well, Vaughn, that, that makes sense. But uh, how can I use it to help me write? Well, this is how you can do it. Think about this uh, concept of a swear jar, which is when somebody uses a swear word, they toss, let's say, uh, 25 cents or 50 cents or one dollar into a swear jar. And every time they use swear words, they toss money into that. So they feel the pain of that money going away and they don't have it. They feel the pain of loss because they, they're losing part of their money. It goes into the swear jar. How are you going to do this for writing is you are going to put money into that jar once you complete writing each week. So you're going to not put $1 or $2. Maybe every day you put a minimum of $2 or in a week you put $10 into that jar. If you've completed your writing for the week, you put $10 into that jar. And why do you do that? Because that is the motivation for you in helping you write. It's part of the reward that you should have. Now, at the end of the month, if you meet the monthly milestone of putting $10 into that jar 
and doing your writing. You can only put it in after you've done your writing, right? So you have to meet your writing goal. Then you put the money in. At the end of the month, you take that money, that $40 that you would have accumulated, and you spend it on something you want and really enjoy yourself with it. If you want to go out to a nice dinner, if you want to buy something with it, you go and you enjoy it. And you say, this is the fruit of my writing. I've already gotten some benefit. And you do that. And you'd be surprised what a wonderful motivator money can become for you. All right. So those are the four things, the four tools in your toolkit. There's a lot more that I can tell you which we do have in the coaching program that I have and that I, I work with you clients one-on-one. You could be a client and help to really expedite these things. But these four tools that I've told you today, along with the mind shift from the previous episode, can help you start moving forward in your journey. All right, so a quick recap. The tools for today, the environment, Writing prompts, accountability, buddy, and cash. I like that. Cash. I will have on my website a download for you. It's a free love gift as a listener of my program. You can go to the website, find the podcast for today. Uh, you can download the love gift from their website as CM. Berkeley, B-E-R-K-E-L-E-Y, MediaGroup.com. C-M, Berkeley, MediaGroup.com. Go there, get your love gift, listen to some other uh, podcast episodes, leave a comment, and just continue to write, continue to grow, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Berkeley Life Biz Podcast with Vaughn Berkeley. Join us again for another life-changing podcast or visit us on the web.